welcome into Rain Over Money. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Hope the new year is off to a great start. Uh, we are underway with what I hope will be a very consistent Monday tapings of our episodes this year. Trying to get a little more consistent this year. Uh, you know, we live and learn on things. So again, Kevin Hissong, Rain Over Money. Thanks for joining me. This is episode 27. Here we go. Episode 27. And I said, we're, we're going to go from the, the ROM, the Rain Over Money diamond. We're going to go from the diamond of more of the general stuff. We're going to dive into some specifics. So we're going to get into some real fancy lingo uh, today. So, uh, so, you know, put your, uh, put your thinking cap on. Here we go. Uh, today, episode 27. Let's play a game. Monte Carlo simulation and sequence of return risk. A lot of fancy words there, but we're going to try and make it simple and understandable by starting off playing a game. Uh, I thought this would be a cool way to, to do it. And um, th there's, there's two terms I mentioned, Monte Carlo simulation and sequence of return risk. They are two different things but they intertwine with each other. And that's what I'm gonna take the next 20 minutes or so to go over with you. I think sequence of return risk, while it may not be a term you're familiar with, um, I believe it to be one of, if not the most dangerous things to your retirement and your portfolio. And hopefully you'll understand why as we get into this. And there are some ways to mitigate the sequence of return risk that we'll talk about a little bit as well. Um, I will probably spend a whole episode going into specific vehicles and ways that you can reduce sequence of return risk because it's not something you want in your portfolio. You want to reduce it in your portfolio if possible. And I'm going to tell you why. So here we go. First things first, let's play a game. Um, if you're if you're just listening, I am going to be doing some things on the video, showing some things. It's not something you're going to need. I'm going to be able to walk through it and narrate it as well. But a little advantage if you're checking it out on the YouTube channel, uh, Rain Over Money out on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on Rain Over Money on YouTube, you can also check us out on podcasts as well. If you're on the road or going for a run or whatever else, incorporate this into your weekly workouts. Okay, here we go. Got a deck of cards here. Uh, old deck of cards, uh, actually from a, a company, a name that's now defunct, but a company I worked for. I've had this deck of cards for quite some time. And what we're going to do is I am going to uh, do what's called a Monte Carlo simulation. And all this is, it's a fancy term for randomly generated numbers. Uh, this is something that a lot of financial advisors will use when they're planning out your retirement. It's something if you're working with some financial planning tools online, they will uh, run thousands and thousands of Monte Carlo simulations to uh, give you some estimated returns on your portfolio and show you over the years what could happen. So we're going to do a real slimmed down version of that just using cards. Uh, I think it's kind of fun and a, and a nice way to do it. Uh, I know some, some financial planners, I believe, utilize this just to educate their, their clients, but a very simple way to understand. So what the deck of cards is going to represent are your portfolio returns. So we're just going to make this as simple as possible and say, uh, you're retired, you're retiring with $250,000. You're, uh, you're getting social security. So this is your other uh, income that's coming in. Okay. That's one of the assumptions we're gonna make. We're also gonna assume that you're withdrawing 4% of your money per year. Uh, the 4% rule, as we discussed a little bit in the past, is one of the ways people uh, utilize uh, taking income in retirement. And how that works is you're taking 4% of your overall portfolio each year. 
Now that 4% number is gonna change based on what your portfolio value ends at each year. And I'll explain that as, as we go forward. Uh, so it won't always be the same amount. So let's say in this example, we're retiring with $250,000. 4% of $250,000 is $10,000. So we are getting that first year we retire, we are taking a withdrawal of $10,000. After that, that number is going to vary slightly based on the portfolio return and what the portfolio value ends up being. Another assumption I'm making for this is that we are just taking one lump sum withdrawal at the beginning of each year. January 1st each year, we're taking our full 4% of our account value as a withdrawal. That's not usually how it's going to be in retirement, and, and there's a reason for that. You want to help, I, I think, mitigate risk as well and, and maybe... Um, it, it's, a, it's a very good way to maybe nullify some of the ups and downs of your portfolio over the year. But most people are taking systematic withdrawals on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis for their income that they're pulling from their portfolios. So we're, we're doing a very simple version of that and just taking the lump sum annually. Uh, a lot of people do not do that. They'll take 12 or four withdrawals with throughout the year from their, their brokerage account or retirement accounts and so on and so forth, okay? So why the deck of cards? Okay, the deck of cards, 52 cards in here, it is going to represent 52 different stock market returns for the year. And the numbers are gonna be ace is one, all the way up through 13 is, is king. So king is 13, queen is 12, jack 11, 10, nine, so, so, so on and so forth. The big difference is black numbers are positive years, red numbers are negative years. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just do a scenario where I pull out 10 cards and we're gonna do two different test runs because I wanna show you the difference in a sequence of return each year, how it can affect a portfolio. And then we're gonna go in and look back at this. So again, Monte Carlo simulation is pulling the random numbers. Sequence of return risk is, is how those, those returns affect your overall portfolio over the year, okay? So we start out, I went ahead and did this ahead of time so that I could put the numbers into an Excel spreadsheet so I made sure we had the numbers. But let me walk through the numbers here. In our first test, these are our 10-year returns. Our first year was 6% positive, followed by 10% positive. Great start, 6% and 10% positive. Third year, negative 11%. Fourth year, 9% positive. Fifth year, negative 6%. Sixth year, negative 3%. Seventh year, 8%. Eighth year, 10% positive. Ninth year, negative 6%. And last year, 10th year, negative 2%. So annual return, we had one, two, three, four, five. We had five positive years, five negative years. Okay? You know, that's... If we're looking at the overall market, you know, a deck of cards is is evenly set up where there can be, you know, 26 black, 26 red. Um, so actually, the, the probability based on historical stock market returns are that the stock market is going to do better than a deck of cards because you get more positive years than negative years. Um, but hey, we're just working with what, we get, with what we've got here to illustrate some examples. So doing some simple math. If I took those 10 years of return and just divided it by 10, okay, just to get an oversimplified, what was our average return per year? Oversimplified, no compounding, no nothing. It would come out to a 1.5% positive return. And you think, 
Okay. At, at least we got a positive return over 10 years that averaged about 1.5%. But what you have to figure into that is you've got to live off this money as well. So you are getting, uh, you're also withdrawing 4% per year. So unless your portfolio is making 4%, um, you're going to be losing money over the long haul. And I think, you know, people are okay with that because we understand this money is here to last our lifetime. What people would love to do is just withdraw their, their interest and leave their principal be and not get into their principal. But, you know, based on what the market does, based on sequence of return risk, the sequence of how the returns fall each year, you may or may not be going into principal. And that's just a fact of life. Um, so let's look at how the numbers worked out. We began with 250000 We took that $10,000 withdrawal. So January 2nd, our account value is already at 240000 We add back in that 6% return, and we end the first year at $254,400. That makes sense. We're positive because we withdrew 4%. We made 6%. Now, second year was great. Uh, we got a 10% return. So we withdrew our 4% from the 254,000 that our account value is now at, we withdrew that the second year on January 1st. Over the year, we got a 10% return. And at the end of the second year, now our account value is at 268,646. So why is that important? Well, if you're doing the 4% rule, you're giving yourself a raise each year because the 4% you're withdrawing, what you're basing that on, your, your total portfolio value is increasing each year. So that's a great thing. And that's one of the positives to the 4% the uh, withdrawal rule. Now, the negative side of that is, as we're going to see when our account value starts going down a little bit, um, you're going to give yourself less money each year. And, and that can be a little tough, especially if there's inflation to worry about, um, you know, when things are costing more money. And it's, uh, it's just something where you're going to need more money to live on. Uh, if you're withdrawing each money each year, you can do a little bit of trouble. So the, and these are all things to think about, all things that go into to planning for retirement and financial planning. And we're not going to solve it all today. But again, I'm just laying out to you understanding how all this works in retirement. So uh, going forward, uh, let's give an example. I'll walk through one more year specifically. The third year. We took our 4% um, withdrawal, which was now $10,745. You can see that's increased $745 from the previous year. Fantastic. We've given ourselves a raise. We've got a little extra money to spend, maybe uh, you know, an extra trip or whatever. But our portfolio loses 11% that year. And 11% of a number that's larger makes a, it makes a big deal. Um, that $268,000 we had at the the beginning of essentially the third year has now dropped to 229,000. So just like that, where we were in great shape, um, we're now under our initial $250,000. And so now we're starting to, to withdraw from principal. And that makes a lot of people very anxious when they start withdrawing from principal. So as you can see there, um, you know, if, if, if that would make somebody anxious, Maybe there's a little too much risk in your portfolio. If you're not prepared for an 11%, um, you know, downfall in your in your portfolio, um, you know, maybe maybe we've got to take some risk off the table, or maybe we've got to find a vehicle, an investment vehicle or two that will protect ourselves from the downside. And and there are options for that out there that we'll get into a little later down the road. 
again, we're just lay, laying out the, 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 uh, the, the, the um, kind of laying out the table on this. So going through the entire thing, all the returns, five positive years, five negative years, we get to a final portfolio value after our first 10 years of retirement, we are left with $187,601, okay? We started with 250, 10 years later, we've got 187,601 left in our account. We've been withdrawing our 4%. We withdrew as much as $10,745 one year. And in the last year, because of the last two years being negative, we were only able to withdraw $7,504 to keep that 4%. That's not, that's not good because over time, over 10 years, your account value, um, I mean, you know, it is, it's pretty much common knowledge that everything's going to increase in cost over 10 years. So your purchasing power, you want your money to at least keep up with inflation over time. Well, we went down almost 25% in how much we were actually taking as income. That's scary. I mean, that that's why we do these things to show how these returns based on when positive returns happen and when negative returns happen, uh, why they're so important. Uh, obviously, if you're retiring, let's say you're retiring at 65, that's the first year retirement, you would love the first four to five years of the stock market or your portfolio returns to be positive and to be to be you know, way positive, <laughs> 15, 20% returns. That would be fantastic. You don't want to start off in the hole right off the bat. And that's why a lot of people do some protection. You know, there's, there's some things I mentioned, some vehicles out there. Uh, there there's ways of reducing your risk by, by putting more in fixed income, uh, finding more conservative investments, uh, you know, cash, cash equivalents, things like that, CDs and whatnot. Uh, there are also these things called annuities out there that offer guaranteed income, riders that you can put on your investment and we'll talk specifically about those there there are good sides and bad sides to those as well but they are different tools out there to help you mitigate your risk in retirement because a lot of people don't have the stomach for starting with ten thousand dollar withdrawals in retirement and now 10 years later you're only able to take seventy five hundred dollars okay so that's our first portfolio that was our first test run based on pulling 10 cards from the deck uh the next test uh, unfortunately is even worse <laughs> we, uh, we, we start with the same $10,000 and on the, on the screen here, I'm going to go ahead and put this up, you know, bear with me if you're, uh, not on, uh, on, on YouTube, but I'm going to go ahead and share this just so those watching on YouTube can see this here. But as you can see here, we got the first year on the left side, second year on the right side. I'll walk you through it again, starting with $250,000. Here are the returns for test scenario number two. Negative 11% the first year. That's a, that's a big ouchie. Uh, that really hurts to lose 11% the first year. Second year, negative 4%. Third year, positive 5%. Fourth year, negative 3%. Fifth year, negative 10%. Sixth year, negative 2%. Seventh year, 8%. Eighth year, negative 7%. Ninth year, 7%. 10th year, negative 5%. So pulled a lot of red cards out in that scenario. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven negative years, three positive years. Again, historically, the stock market, the overall S&P 500, we, we've really never had a 10-year run like that. But again, the stock market has no memory. And this is, this is so important. It's just basic math. The stock market has no memory of what it did last year. So even though we've never seen returns like that, it's not saying it couldn't happen because the stock market st starts each year at zero and it will go positive, it will go negative. 
historically, it's been three out of four. Every four years have been up. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's just something we have to pair, be prepared for and watch for. So let's look at how this affected the overall numbers because it, made a, it had a huge effect on the portfolio. $250,000 starting the account. We took our $10,000 withdrawal the first year of 4%. After the 11% loss, to start the second year, our account value is already down to $213,000. And taking our 4% withdrawal for the second year, we can only take $8,544 that second year. So we've already, you know, uh, essentially lost $1,500 in how much we can take just because of what the stock market did that first year. Second year, we lost 4%. After withdrawal, after the 4% loss, the account values dropped to $196,000. So we've really lost one-fifth of our entire account value in, uh, in, in two years. Continues to go down, continues to go down. We get the positive year in year three. Down to year, uh, in year five, we take our withdrawal, which our withdrawal is down to only $6,300 in, in year five. Portfolio value is $160,000. When it's all said and done, we get to the end of 10 years, our withdrawals are only $5,209, half of what we started with 10 years ago. And our account value is at $130,000 almost half of what it was to start out. So we've been really pulling from principal each year for those, those 10 years. Um, <laughs> you, you, may, you may hear this and look at this and think, um, you know, Kev, you, you make a, uh, you're a big proponent of the S&P 500 and investing in the stock market. Um, but, but these numbers are scary. You, you look at these numbers and, and my gosh, anything like this could be uh, very tumultuous for somebody in retirement from, from that, that, that what's called, it's, it's called the retirement red zone. I think American Scandia or, or Prudential years and years ago coined that phrase of the retirement red zone. It's really like that kind of that first five to seven years before retirement and first five to seven years after retirement. That's the most important time really because think about it, you, you've accumulated most of your assets right before retirement. You don't want anything major to happen to those assets right before retirement. And you don't want anything major to happen to those assets right after retirement because that a, a big hit right at that time can have a, a kind of a chain reaction throughout your retirement. And it's really why a lot of insurance companies promote annuities because annuities are one way to protect that. And I'm not here to promote annuities today. It's just one vehicle you can use. Uh, but it just goes to show nothing's guaranteed with the stock market. Anything can happen at any time. And while I still believe in the stock market, it is it is scary. I mean, it even, even scares me a little bit to look at this and say, wow, um, you know, being being that all equity focused going into retirement, that could be that could be scary. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to adjust a couple numbers. And again, a little disadvantage listening to the podcast, but I'll explain to you here. I'm going to go in and just go back to our, our first, our, 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 excuse me, our second scenario that did so bad. Let's change that negative 11% the first year and just say we had a fantastic first year. Let's say we got a 27% return in the stock market that first year in retirement, just to show how important getting a, a, a nice gain right off the bat can be. Now, 27% return our first year changes the numbers. Our account value, we, we start with 250000 we take a $10,000 withdrawal, then we get the 27% return over the year. At the end of the first year, our account value has exploded to $304,000. 
We take our withdrawal. We can now take a 4% withdrawal of 12192 um, you know, we, we've given ourselves a huge raise, a 20% raise just in that first year because of one change to the market conditions based on this Monte Carlo simulation. We went from a negative 11% to a positive 27%. And not even changing any of the other numbers in that sequence, we end with a portfolio value of 185000 So even though we still had a lot of negative years in those remaining 10 years, um, it, it did much, much better. Again, showing the power of what one-year return can do, especially at the beginning of a portfolio. Okay, so that is a, a Monte Carlo simulation and a very simplified way of explaining sequence of return risk. Um, I, I, I hope that was something of value to you all. It's something you can play around with on your own. It's something you can introduce to your kids uh, in terms of uh, trying to teach them the stock market and what goes along with that and how things are, are done throughout the, um, the years in terms of maths and things like that. Again, Monte Carlo simulation, you can play around with this. There's a lot of different, I'll, I'll put a link out on the website to a couple fun Monte Carlo simulations that are out there, but this is really uh, something kind of cool, uh, something you can play around with. I think it can, um, you know, if you're really into this, and either trying to do it on your own or trying to understand what your financial advisor is doing and taking a look at your numbers. Uh, if you're getting close to retirement, think about retirement when you want to retire. Uh, these are all the things you have to look at to say, hey, is my, um, is my portfolio value, is my risk, and is my withdrawal rate all um, feasible and something that can, uh, can be maintained over the lifetime of withdrawal. So just a different way to look at things. Again, episode 27, we're focusing on um, playing a game, Monte Carlo simulation, and understanding sequence of return risk. We will, um, you know, I, I don't want to put it too far down the road since it's already something we talked about, but I will get into some specifics about how you can mitigate this with some different ideas because obviously, uh, you know, I don't think anybody wants to be fully in the stock market throughout their entire life. You know, I'm a big proponent of the S&P 500. I'm a big believer in the stock market's going to do its thing and going to do its thing well over a lifetime. But there's still bumpers and 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 things that we have to put in place to, to help us over time uh, mitigate risk. And the more risk we can mitigate while still getting, um, you know, returns that we're happy with is going to make us very successful to and through retirement over the years and get to enjoy that money that we've saved so much uh, of throughout the year. So that's going to conclude it for me. First episode of 2024. Again, Kevin Hissong, Rain of Our Money. Give us a like, give us a follow. Check us out on uh, you know YouTube, Instagram at Rain Over Money, Twitter at Rain Over Money, and uh, comments, questions, shoot me an email or whatever. Anything you'd like to see me discuss or, or even answer in, in a shorter format or whatever. Happy to do that as well. Looking forward to a fun year, 2024, reign over money. Uh, let's reign over our money this year. Take it easy, everyone. Great seeing you. Enjoy the week. Have a good one.